Man, it's really hard to just wait. It is super hard to just wait and not do anything. And I think if you're not going to wait, you need to know what you're going to do and that what you are doing is going to be sustainable because it does you no good to go all out today and then not do anything tomorrow. In a way, slow and steady wins the race, but it's not the slowest wins the race still. You have to pick a pace that you can still sustain and that is steady, but one that is as quick as possible. And that's why the name of this channel is The Jogging Turtle. That's why the name on Instagram and TikTok is The Jogging Turtle. Please, uh, please go follow that if you want more stuff like this. But I often find myself wanting to go as fast as I can, but kind of being held back by what is practical and smart. Like there's this sense of idealism that I want to reach. I think we all have this idea of ourselves that, that we want, whether it's just being a better version of ourselves, we want a relationship, we want more money, whatever it is, it's not going to happen at the snap of a fingers. And no matter what you do right now, you can't make it happen. All you can do is do as much as you possibly can today while also making sure you put that same amount of time and energy in tomorrow because the only way to that ideal you to the thing that you want to the best version of yourself is is time and energy and maybe some money as much as you can put in consistently it's like investing the more you put in over a longer period of time the better off you are you don't just put a dollar in one day and then wait you put a dollar in and then you, tomorrow you put a dollar in and you put a dollar in whenever you can but at the end of a couple of years you have a couple of thousand or pay, maybe if you made smart investments even more than a couple of thousand and the same thing can happen with you know just one dollar and it could end up being a couple of thousand even though the probabilities are if you invested one dollar into bitcoin when it was a dollar you know it'd be quite a bit right now well not as much as it was a couple of months ago depending on when you're watching this video but Point being is you can't just invest your dollar everywhere and just invest a lot right now and then decide to take it all out and put it back in and take it all out. Your time and your energy has to be used in a way that's going to serve you, that's going to get you where you want to be in time. And that's the part that I think a lot of us don't have It's is the patience. We're not we're not able to sit with ourselves and be comfortable with ourselves as we wait to be a better version of ourselves. And if we're not willing to do that, then we're not willing to be the better version of ourselves because the best version of ourselves is going to take time. It's going to take refinement. You don't mature, you know, the first year you're born. It takes 18 years for you to even be called an adult. And then it takes a lifetime for you to gain the wisdom and experience that you'll end up cultivating. If you were 80 years old right now, you'd probably have the wisdom and experience it would take for you to be 80 years old or to reach the goals that you want to reach when you're 80 years old, but you wouldn't be 80 years old because it takes time to be 80 years old. And in the same way, it takes time to gain the experience and wisdom of an 80 year old. If, if you already knew what it took to have that business you want, to do that thing you want to do, you, you'd already have it. And we need to realize that the process, the process is life. The process is the majority of our life. It's not the point where we get to the goal. Now that's, that's a nice 
point in time, that's great. But if we don't learn to just be, live with the process and just live in general and, and not always have this thing on our mind of, I need to be there, I need to be this, I need to do that, then we don't, we don't really live life to its potential because everything about life is right here in the moment. That's not to say we live moment to moment. That's to say that we don't neglect the moment because that's where life is. We plan because we want to go somewhere, we want to do something with our lives, but we can't ever reach that point till we get there. And until we get there, all we have is the moment. And it's a little depressing at times, right? It's difficult to pull yourself through the moment, not exactly knowing what to do, trying to go as fast as you can, trying to sustain, but that's, that's what makes the moment worth it. That's what makes the achievement of the goal worth it. That's what makes people look up to you when you achieve the goal. And not everyone has it in them to do it. And that's a harsh reality, but that's the reality. Not everyone's gonna reach their goals. Some people are going to not even set goals, some people aren't going to see it through. When things get rough, they're just going to tap out. And not to say there's, there's anything wrong with that. That's what you want to do. That's what you choose to do. But I think if you also choose that route, you can't be mad. You can't look at your life when you're 80 years old and be like, well, this is what my life could have been because, well, it could have been that if you did the things that you were supposed to do to achieve that. And if you don't, well... If you want to spend a night drinking and instead of working on something that you want to start, well, that's how you spent that night. If you spend another night doing that, a couple of nights a week, the majority of the month, the majority of the year doing that, you're not going to make progress in the thing that you want to do. And that can be said for anything. Relationships, your career, just the person that you wanted to be spiritually, you know, keeping up with your own spiritual practice, meditation, and working out and reading. Life is difficult because of this predicament of wanting something and not being able to have it. And I think that's why a lot of Eastern philosophy says you don't want anything. But the danger in, in that, I think, is if you don't want anything, you don't get anything. It's not like you have to have something, but I think it's an instinct that we, we do want something. And to relieve, of our, relieve ourselves of that instinct is to go against our nature, our instinct, and, and kind of be unhappy with it. Nietzsche in Will to Power, I believe, it's the book I'm reading right now, is saying how Buddhism leads to nihilism because like that example, like if nihilism being there, there is no God, nothing's meaningful, there is no purpose, like everything's kaput, nothing really matters, why am I even here? And that's, that's kind of where that road leads to. But Buddhism says, don't, don't have any goals, go with the flow. You're not supposed to want anything, you're supposed to relieve yourself of attachment. And materially, yes, that's how you gain a little bit of spiritual perspective perhaps. But then when you take that a little too far, then you, ask your, you, then you ask the question, why do I even want to be spiritual? Why do I want to be enlightened? If, you, if you're able to let go of the material, then eventually you let go of the spiritual. And I think that's where you start to get nihilistic. Well, what's the purpose now? If it wasn't about the material stuff, 
and it's not about the spiritual stuff, what is it about? And I think we need a little bit of both. Forget about the material sometimes, but forget about the spiritual sometimes. It's okay to have goals, it's okay to have wants, it's okay to have desires. But I think the thing that will come with that is having to be okay with not having what you want. If you don't have the material things that you want, you're going to suffer a little bit because you're in a state of lack. Or at least you feel like you're in a state of lack. If you take a second perspective on things, you might have everything that you need. Just not everything that you want. And so get rid of your wants. What if you want spiritual enlightenment? Like this this theory of theory or idea or way of, I guess, not having a way, not having a, a goal, aimlessness, just floating around, just kind of going with life. I think that's one way to live. I think some people live that way and they might be happy. I'm not one of those people. I think you have to have a balance of going with the flow and then kind of directing your own direction, directing your life. And that's painful because I think going with the flow in an, in an attempt to forego the suffering of not having the material shit that you want, you, you still suffer because you're probably still focused on the spiritual. So you're still suffering because you want to be spiritual, you want to be enlightened, and you're not there yet. So there's going to be suffering in that. Whatever, whatever you want, spiritual or material, there's going to be some suffering because you're looking to get something. And to get something, you have to give something. And to give something, that's sacrifice. And to sacrifice something that means something to you, a good sacrifice means something to you. And if you're sacrificing something that means something to you, then you're losing a part of yourself or you're losing something to get something else. And to lose is to lose. It sucks. It hurts. It's painful. But the only way you succeed is if you lose. Success sucks and it hurts because the only way to get to it is to lose and to fail and to learn how to succeed through that failure. You, you fail at life until you succeed. And then even when you succeed, there's something else to go succeed at. You achieve a goal and there's another goal to go achieve. What's the answer here? Do we not do anything? Do we do something? How do we cope with, how, how, how do we as humans cope with the fact that there's gonna be some level or degree of suffering? And I guess Buddhists also say that life is suffering. They just choose not to focus on material suffering. And nihilists suffer because Material or spiritual shit doesn't mean anything. So you're still left with a void. And I think my instinct tells me, if my son was to ask me, I'm like, Dad, what, what, what do what I do? No shit, son, do something. There's a lot of great things about being alive. It's kind of like the, the, the argument for suicide or not, not suicide. Nihilism kind of leads to that. Well, there's no point to it. I think you have to find a point. And I think that's also Nietzsche's point. Is you find a point, you find a purpose, you find a meaning to keep going. I think Buddhism says the, the, the material meaning, to go, to strive for something material, that's something, but it's not the end all be all. You have to go further than that because once you get the material thing, it's in your hand. It's, well, what, what, what now? Then I think most people go try to do something spiritual, enlightenment, um, peace, clarity, a clear mind. Uh, whatever those those master meditators get when their brains are putting out some different type of brainwave. Once you get that, what? Once you're at where you want to be materially and spiritually, what? 
then it seems to me like what you would do is you help the people around you get there because a, you work you can get more stuff done as a group i can get more stuff with done with my wife than i can just alone like i can't rent, run a business and take care of a kid i definitely can but i'm not going to do either as well as i could do if i had just ran the business or taking care of the kid but with my wife here she can take care of the kid i can run the business and then i can take care of the kid and she can run the business and we can switch and we have double the energy in a society where you as a person have reached material and spiritual enlightenment or attainment you're you know you're good more or less then the only thing to do is to get more people on that boat because you're on the boat but how are you going to sail the boat alone you need a team to sail the boat you get more people you get more people on the boat so you can sail that boat somewhere else. I think that's that's what we're supposed to do. I think we're at a point in human evolution where we, we figured out how to do material stuff. We have examples of that and plenty of people, people plenty of people still don't live in a way that is material materialistically fulfilling. And I'm not just talking about nice stuff. I'm talking about roofs over your head, shoes on your feet, food in your stomach. That's probably the first thing we should probably solve energy to do shit not just like metabolic energy biological energy but like actual electricity lights phones to power laptops and computations and science and then we have a group of people that lack spiritually but we have a good amount of people who have reached spiritual mastery and most of those people just turn around and teach other people because and it's kind of the same with these millionaires and billionaires who go on YouTube and make videos on how to make money. They're, they're showing you how to make money. They've, they've made their money. Hey, I'll show other people how to make money because I think the idea behind that in both the billionaire showing other people how to make money and the spiritual master teaching other people or spirituality, tech people, billionaires, millionaires just innovative people inventors trying to make the world better trying to come up with solutions to everyday problems for everyday people it gets us all on the same playing field and not just like the same playing fields then we can compete i don't think it's a competition i don't think life is a competition if you look at they say compete with yourself and not other people well i think we as humans should compete with we as humans, as a species, we compete with ourselves as a species. The human race competing against the human race just to be better. Upwards and onwards. Material and spiritual. Once you get to the level, you bring other people on the boat with you. And the next step? I have no idea what the next step is. But it's probably going to be a lot easier to figure out what the next step is once everybody's more or less on the same page about hey, let's try to find the next step. Whether that's just going to outer space, trying to figure that out, colonizing different planets, meeting aliens and whatever that brings, merging with technology more than we already have, I guess becoming cyborgs or AI might kind of be, be its own sort of life form. And maybe we as humans we're kind of done we've put everything into ai and if they can learn things faster than we can they might be the new dominant life form and we might be kind of obsolete like ai might just start to look at humans like humans look at animals
We keep them around. We killed off a lot of them. We have them as pets. We eat them. We say, you know, we, we want the best for them. We try to save the rare ones. Humans might just be that for AI one day. And so it might not be pointless to just have ideas about what might happen. Because at a point we don't know, but I think the point we should all try to get to is material mastery. That's not to say we all need to be, you know, filthy rich and, and, and buy a whole bunch of stuff we don't need, but I'll be able to support ourselves and have a roof over our heads, food, maybe some nice things, the money to buy experiences and the money to buy education. Just because it provides a level of comfort and safety that allows us to, to go past just surviving and then actually doing something else. Which if you go about it that right, that route, then the next thing should be obtaining some level of spiritual mastery. And then once the majority of humans probably get there, then we all take the next step. I guess in that way, it's, it's not a race. Slow and steady wins the race. When you take it back down to the individual level and what you should do right now, it's exactly what you feel like you should probably do right now. Be better spiritually, be better physically, be better mentally, be better emotionally, and just keep working on that. And no, I think you're gonna have to be okay with the fact that it might not end, it doesn't end with you. I think that's why we have kids, so they can remember the progress we made and they can then make more progress. And if you don't have kids, just go into your community and your family and trying to spread what you learn. I think a lot of people try to do that and do it the wrong way. But I think if we try enough, we're going to head in a decent direction. And so it might not be your generation, it might not be you, it might not be your kids, but it could be the, a couple of generations after. It might be a hundred years, it might be a thousand years, but... We are going to get to a point where we evolve again. If, you know, the earth doesn't implode, I think that's where our effort should be placed on in the moment. With knowing what could happen a hundred, a thousand years out, generations down the line, you realize your place as this one thing at this moment that helps the next thing get to the next moment. And the better you are at, at being here in this moment and getting to the next moment, and the more you're able to pull yourself up and better yourself, the easier it's going to be for those around you and those that come after you. I think that's what the suffering is for. That's why it sucks. Because it's not for you. It's for everybody. <laughs>